What's good, Redskins fans? And welcome back once again to another episode of Rated Redskins Radio. And we took a little bit of a leave for the last few weeks. And I'm going to tell you, you know, it's been because this has been the toughest football season to uh, to deal with since I started making these videos or these uh, these vlogs, these you know, it really has been, you know, and I've gone through some tough years, some lean years, another three and 13 year, you know, uh, it just, it really, you know, kicks you in the soft ones, if you know what I mean. And to be the age I am now and to see that the team hasn't gotten any better over the last decade has been real, you know, disheartening. And uh, I won't lie to you, you know, I, 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 at points, I've seen the fan base turning against everything, and I understood why they were turning against uh, certain things, and I couldn't really tell them to stop. Um, and then, you know, at the same time, I saw the whole, you know, Ravens fans, Redskins fans jumping to being Ravens fans. I mean, that's that really broke my heart a little bit, to be honest with you. So I'm really glad to see this football season end. But at the same time, I'm really glad to see Daniel Snyder finally fired Bruce Allen. I mean, damn, you know, like. And for those that are going to say, oh, well, it's Dan's fault, you know, and and Bruce is just the scapegoat. Hey, man, don't don't cry tear for Bruce Allen. He'll hit the ground running. I'm hearing he's already talking about being a consultant with the Rams. So there you go. Don't feel sorry for Bruce Allen. I'm sure somebody will bring up a stat about how Allen, I don't know, did something great. But with the Washington Redskins this decade, you know, he was like, what, like 30-some games under, 35 games or 37 games under 500. You know, when when he took over the, the Washington Redskins as the general manager or the, the president of football ops, whatever you want to, you know, call his role, um, the guy... <laughs> He took over a franchise that was struggling. Yes, they'd spent 10 years with an owner who everybody had tired of just, you know, getting involved or, you know, they'd become a, a cash cow franchise, you know, meaning all they were good for is helping the bottom line out in the NFL with merchandising or tickets and uh, teams or not teams, excuse me, went up when players went under free agency, they would use the Redskins to boost their, um, <laughs> their free agent money total, you know, and that has changed. So I will say one thing that did change under Bruce's tenure is, you know, he was he was a stickler for for sticking, you know, to to not paying people. So that died on the vine, so to speak. You know, it, it, players don't come here to to get more money, and they don't use the Redskins to try to up the ante anymore because Washington doesn't play with that game any longer. So that at least stopped, but everything else, you know, took a step back. You know, now we're a losing franchise. Um, we've won, we've lost more than we won historically. And um, now, you know, we went from being a, oh man, the Redskins are a mess, to being a laughing stock in most circles, um, which is disheartening. Um, at the same time, I feel like with a few moves that this team could really jump right back into contention and shut down the haters, you know? Um, and I feel like firing Bruce Allen was the right move. Okay. It's the one that had to happen. He is not who you want to be the head of the operations of your football team. You know, maybe if you slid him into a different organization without the history 
that he you know had in dc and reinsert him into a different organization maybe they'd, they'd like to have him uh personally he you know walked the line thin in, in dc he was supposed to be there to get a stadium deal done and to be honest and i'm going to actually make a video soon about the stadium deal situation but to be honest the redskins didn't really get anywhere in the last five years with that deal you know maryland pretty much backed out of them for any new areas for a stadium deal which i don't really think that was ever something that really you know snyder ever really envisioned happening anyway he already owns land in maryland so technically if he wants to build another stadium in maryland you know them saying they don't want them there or whatever that's not really going to change anything that's just you know it's just going to mean that there's no public funding and there's been whisperings that there may be none in virginia either now with the governor in virginia now you know being a kind of against my guess the name i'm not certain so much but i know that in virginia they got a lot of issues going on without jumping into politics because i'm not on the up and up with a lot of political situations in virginia but i do know there is situations going on there um and i would say that probably now is not the time to move a stadium or to build a stadium in virginia but at the same time you know the dc council thinned out by one in the last few weeks or whatnot of people who would have actually supported a dc team being named the redskins in town again so that's a situation to keep your eye on but bruce allen did nothing his his brother george did nothing to better the situation you know i i just don't know why he was kept around so long if that was the reasoning behind it because they got nowhere and it was a big failure they still need to build a new stadium and i told a buddy of mine just you know just yesterday that don't be surprised if um if if danny can't get what he needs to happen in dc to happen don't be surprised if he don't clear some land over there next to fedex and build a stadium right there you know and i've heard people say oh that won't happen um he owns the land it could happen and he could very well do it however he wants to which you know we all don't like the site but if he built a new stadium right next door i mean he already owns the land but he'd probably have to pay for everything out of pocket the meaning there would be no state funding whatsoever and you know i think that's what's going on with the rams right now and it gets expensive to build a stadium like that so i'm not certain how that'll that'll all work out maybe you know we'll learn more about that soon as i said i'm thinking about making a, a video about that soon but looking past that you know bruce is out the door now you know the team immediately after that fired larry hess the head trainer who most people will already know is the guy who kind of was pinpointed you know with with the trent williams situation and larry hess was with the team for 17 seasons so this is a pretty big deal you know as far as if you're trying to shift a culture and you have had a lot of reports from former players that there's problems with the situation it doesn't take but a couple of seconds of looking at the redskins injury report to really see that you know there's a problem there's something not right here so um it's good to see them move on i hate to hear of people getting fired that maybe are are pretty nice individuals which i've heard that larry hess is a really nice guy but um 
you know, the team needs to move on from this. It's a, it's a black eye and it's sitting there and, you know, prospective free agents and coaches may not like that idea. I know of one player who still has two years left on his contract who uh, might like to hear that Larry Hess is no longer with the team and Bruce Allen's no longer with the team. Anyway, moving forward, I expect there to, you know, them to hire a new trainer and then him to hire his own staff. So my, my guess is that the entire staff will be gone. Um, you know, and, and I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to give those people any kind of grief. It always sucks when, 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 when teams don't, you know, have a good go at it and somebody has to lose their job. But when it comes down to it, we just had so many injuries over the last few years and it just makes sense to go ahead and wipe it clean. Um, you know, the next move that the team made was is something that I've seen coming for a couple of days now, and I'm pretty sure everybody actually saw it coming. You know, I, I was hoping that they would, you know, go after Eric Bieniemy, who is, you know, I think one of the hotter offensive-minded coaches right now coming up in the game. But I also like the idea of a Ron Rivera for the simple fact of, yes, he is a retread. But at the same time, is he really a retread? Because, you know, the new Carolina owner wanted to start fresh. Believe me, I have to be, I have this stuff shoved down my throat, these Carolina um, shows and everything they have down here. And I ended up watching a few of them with that owner, and he's pretty open with things. And his big thing was is that Ron didn't do a bad job. He just wanted a fresh start. He wants to be able to pick his new head coach. He wants to be able to pick a new GM, a new this, a new that. Everything he wants fresh. A lot of people will immediately point to the fact of that in 8.5 seasons, he only has three winning years. Uh, you should also remember that in those three winning years, he was also named uh, NFL head coach of the year twice. He took a team to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, he, they were 76, 63, and 1. In his 8.5 years, they were three and four in the playoffs. And, um, you know, I, I know that a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, he's, he's, you know, an, an older coach, you know, retreads never work. This is a bad idea. I don't agree with that. You know, I, I believe that when you're trying to usher in a new culture, you need somebody that's going to bang the table and point the fingers, you know? And at the same time, at the end of the day, you need that guy, you know, kind of giving pep talks and you know knowing the families of each player and you know not being afraid to go tell the owner that things are, are not working and that, that we need something different going on you know my thought is that maybe just maybe they're going to make ron rivera the gm or perhaps maybe not even give a gm role still but let rivera make the calls you know that would be kind of outside the box and a lot of and a lot of uh, people's uh, mind, I would think. I I know Rivera's never had full control. I know I know that simply because I know that, as I said a few minutes ago, that I live in the in the areas where the Panther football is shown, and I can tell you that their owner was a was a, like a micromanager. He had to have his hands in, on just about everything, and he was also a tightwad. So I can tell you that Ron Rivera didn't have much control over his you know his his roster. Now what he might have had is control over telling them what he wanted as far as groceries are concerned. You know, going out and getting the groceries when free agency happens or the draft. But Whisperings have already said that Rivera would get, you know, control here. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Now, I expected 
um, and still expect for Eric Schaefer to take Bruce's job or what's left of Bruce's job, whatever you want to call Bruce's job, uh, president of football operations. I expect the senior vice president of football operations to move up and be elevated. There was some fake news rolling around about him and uh, Alex Santos, who is the director of pro personnel, being fired. But it has been confirmed that that was not true. It's fake news. Um, you know, I also expect Kyle Smith to be given an elevated role. I don't know what it will be, but Kyle Smith has been the guy who, for the last three years, has ran our drafts successfully. Now, I know everybody, you know, has been told that they've been given like this equal vote system or whatever, and all these people have different votes. Kyle Smith runs, you know, he runs all the things that that, that, that go around the draft. Like he was the guy that, that, that got us this talent, and you know, I, I, Schaefer, Schaefer, excuse me, um, is, is is the guy behind the scenes doing the contracts. And if anybody's been paying attention, the actual contracts have been team friendly. You know, another little piece of uh, news that's kind of emerged. I mean, a lot of people I think thought that. Uh, Rivera would bring Steve Wilkes with him, the former defensive coordinator in Carolina. But then within the last, you know, three or four hours, I've heard, you know, that um, that it's actually probably going to be Jack Del Rio, who is also another guy who was a defensive coordinator with Rivera in Carolina. Now here's a little nugget from Adam Schefter. In 2002, Del Rio took over the league's worst defense in Carolina and turned it into the NFL's second-ranked unit. In 2012, he took over the Broncos from a 20th-ranked defense and took them to a second. Now, in my opinion, that's the kind of guy we need because we have talent. We just need somebody to direct it and to scheme it correctly. Del Rio is a traditional 4-3 guy, so folks, I think it's happening. I think the switch is going to be on. You know, <laughs> you know, if we're able to get Chase Young at number two, the number two pick, and then get Montez sweat and put him on the other side in a 4-3. Oh my lord. People are gonna be in trouble. Or or you know, Ryan Kerrigan on, on one edge with one of these guys on the other edge, you know, or, or them rotating. You know, another quick little tidbit. Uh Kerrigan actually has said that he whatever has to happen, he wants to stay in DC long term. So that's something to keep an eye on as well. So overall, I have to tell you that. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really super excited about the idea of a new era of Redskin football. Um, you know, I know a lot of people will be quick to, to try to point to the fact, oh, we've heard this before, we've heard this before. And you're right, you know, and, and I have a feeling in the next couple of days we're going to see a press conference and an introduction of, of Ron Rivera and, and what he wants to do with D.C. football. And I'm going to come in and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the situation after that press conference because I want to see what Rivera says. I have a feeling this guy is going to come in and he's going to bring people, you know, to him, towards him. He's going to elevate people upwards and towards him. Um, you know, I've heard some great things about him as a human being. And this is somebody that we need. We need somebody like this that's willing to come into our organization and help us, you know, reculture, rebuild, re vitalize and you know i know that a lot of people view him as a, uh, a retread but i feel like he's going to be able to step in with a talent we already have and this team's going to be able to compete rather you know rather quick especially a team with the number two pick and the young talent we have i feel like we're you know 
we said we're some moves away and we're we have to build the culture before we, i believe we can be a winning team so the winning environment has to be established before i feel like this 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 program can go forward but bringing in a guy like this is a great first move it really is i mean getting rid of bruce allen it kind of bothers me a little bit that we didn't hire a gm first before we bring in a coach um that kind of bothers me a little bit you know we're still not doing it completely right but it'll be interesting to see how this all works out you know hey could trent come back now that bruce is gone hey that's a topic for another video and maybe one i'll be having soon that's about all i got right now you know th things are kind of fluid right now as far as information and how it's moving so uh maybe expect me to be making more videos here in the near future because now that this just death zone of a season is over i'm going to be back on here and on my other channel uh putting content out so uh that's about all i got for now hail to the redskins peace y'all